0: Nothing else. We welcome you to The Truth Simply Put, our broadcast and teaching series at the Basilio Commission. You're about to receive God's unadulterated word, brought to you by Pastor Alexander Victor. Challenging, uplifting, and provoking you to new dimensions in your kingdom walk. And now, today's message. We're dealing with honoring the saints, right? as part of the honor code. We're looking through Romans 12. We had gone through from verses 9, trying to get past verse 11. Not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patience in tribulation, continuing service in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, and giving, to hospitality verse 13. 14. Caleb started us off on that. Bless those who persecute you. <laughs> Bless and do not curse. Bless and do not curse. So there are absolutely no circumstances that a curse should proceed out of your mouth. Whether the curse can alight or not. No, justify or not is one thing. I can insult somebody and feel like he's justified, but if I say the person is stupid, the person doesn't have to become stupid because I said they're stupid. Does that make sense? But if I have the power to make the person stupid and I said they're stupid, then they can become stupid. So whether the curse can alight or not, whether the curse can take effect or not, we have absolutely no justification to curse. Now, I think it was Caleb that mentioned something about how our duty of love and care and honor is to everyone. True? But in scripture, emphasis is to believers. Emphasis in the new covenant is to believers. Why? Because if you can get in locked with a believer, honoring an unbeliever is a no-brainer. You just will do it. Does that make sense? It was it Victoria that said, um, if you love yourself? Yeah, it was Victoria that said, if you love yourself, passing on love becomes easy. Some people know how to give love and they don't know how to receive love. It's so frustrating. Some of you are in this room, you you just don't know how to position yourself to receive love because you've just gotten used to being the one that dispenses love. So you wait, let me love you. But some people are just positioned to be the one that solves everybody's problem. And you cannot just position yourself to receive love. Everybody's problem is your problem. You cannot be vulnerable enough to become somebody else's problem. Just sit down and let somebody love you. Because there are people that are dying to love you. And then some other people are gluttons. Love me, J. Love me too. Love me, love me. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Because Jesus said, I told you on Tuesday, Jesus said, if they said Jesus said, then Jesus said. And Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. He didn't say that the only way to love is to give, therefore don't receive. Uh-huh. <laughs> receive, but it is more Honorable to give. But in loving, you're positioning yourself to receive. You're also positioning yourself to give. That's the honor code. It's the honor code. So when we're able to do that to ourselves, it becomes natural to love an unbeliever. Do you understand what I'm saying? It becomes natural. But you can't learn to love a believer by loving an unbeliever. But in loving ourselves, we can dispense that love to the unbeliever without being unequally yoked with them. Does this make sense? So we can love. We love. Once we get it right in here, that's that's all. This is the construction site. Yeah, the back end. Once we get it right, we load up and load out. It becomes easy. And this is very difficult to do. Imagine somebody doing stuff to you. And you. How many of you have been there? Just go away, just walk away. Just take a walk. Usually, take a walk. Go away. Don't try and punch a wall. Most Nigerians don't do that, though. Only in the movies. Because our wall is not a joke. (laughs) uh, joke. Uh, Abroad, most of these walls, inside, are plasterboard. Wood. Wood with just a little concrete. Mortar. Really, not concrete. Mortar covered in front of it. So you can actually literally punch through and come out there. Go and try it. Do you know how many weapons that were formed against this wall (laughs) that didn't prosper? How many drill bits, heads, it broke, like my former house? Go and punch. You literally see your knuckles end up at your elbow. (laughs) Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. rejoice with those who rejoice, who went through that, right? And weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind towards one another. Remember that? Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Read the Living Bible, Caleb. Work happily together. Don't try to act big. Don't try to get into the good grace of important people. But enjoy the company of ordinary folks. And don't think you know it all. Um, NIV. Can you see how simple and straightforward Christianity is? Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud. Be willing to be associated with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not be lifted up in yourself. That's what New King James means when he says... Be of the same mind. Do not set your mind on high things. Because somebody who wants to ACG that scripture can imply and say, don't dream big. Yes. 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 Right? That's why it brought out different translations. So you see. Very important when interpreting scripture. First of all, you will just know that this text is not talking about aspirations and dreams. Already. So it couldn't apply, it couldn't possibly apply to that. So when he said don't set yourself on high things, do not be overreaching. In, in your positioning of yourself. James talks about that, that people come in and you look at how they're dressed and you give them a high seat and then you put somebody else to the back. James chapter 2, I believe. Don't set yourself on. Do not be so lifted. Relate with everybody. Relate with anybody. Can you see why I'm trying to be the kind of power I'm trying to be? And you realize that I told you, if you follow my story, I wasn't always like this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah? I've told you over and over and over and over and over and over and over. I wasn't always like this. I wasn't the, I wasn't the coolest guy to hang with. I wasn't. But then the light of the gospel shines upon you. And you realize we, we are called to be Christ. Being like him is a tall order already. How much are are realizing you are called to be him? It's already a tall order. It's already quite a task to be like him, a Christian. And then you realize that beyond being a Christian, you're actually called to be Christ. For as he is, First John 4, 17, so are we in this world, not, not in heaven. First John 4, 17, write it down. Wearing love is perfected in the day of judgment. For as he is, so are we in this. Just as Jesus is, so also are we. Just as Jesus is, so are we in this world. Yet still, it does not appear what we shall look like. But when we see him, we shall be like him. But we are like him. Because we came from him. Our seed is Christ. Our seed is Christ. That's why we can call Abraham our father. Do you understand? Not because Abraham fathered us, but because the seed in the flesh came through Abraham. Mm. Do you understand? Because God told him in thy seed... Shall all the nations of the earth be blessed? And Galatians comes and explains that it is not spermatozoa as in many. Greek, it is sperma, seed, capital S, as in single. And that seed is, who is Abraham's seed? Who is Abraham's seed? And we are heirs according to that promise. That's why Abraham is a father. Does that make sense? So we are born again, born from above. That's what the word means in in the Greek. Born, oh my God, you're going to love this. Born not with corruptible seed, but born of... Who is that seed? So whoever is born again is born of... of Christ. Whoever is born again is born of Christ. And because we're born of Christ, we are Christ. We are as he is. And we are going to be... As see. is. A child is born and for the first week, the nose looks like the dad. Mm-hmm. Three weeks later, the nose is no, no, the nose has changed. It looks like the mom's nose. Have you, know, have you, know, have you encountered that before? And you're just looking at features. And as the child is growing, it has the DNA of the parents. As it's growing, it's taking up form. Ephesians 4 says, for the edifying of the saints, for the work of ministry, to welcome to the fullness of the measure. Of the stature of Christ. Paul says that the man of God. Might be thoroughly furnished. So. Do not set your mind on high things. But associate with the humble. And so you put away everything you are. Everything you have. And you open up yourself. And basically you cannot. Justify discrimination. As a kingdom culture person. Does that make sense? You can't. You can't justify discrimination. That's why I've said over and over and over to people, some of you who are around, it doesn't happen anymore. But you know how all of us are here and then three of you are speaking Ibibio. And then two of you are speaking, it is wrong, it's ungodly. It's ungodly. Because none of us here are Ibibio. We only speak English. So that we can understand each other. Yeah. If we were all in France, we'll all speak French so that we can understand each other. Yeah. But our, our real language is the language of the spirit. When you are making sense is when you are a Prandeliga, a catapus, Aliando Tosi, but that's when you're making sense. Did you know what I just said. So I'm sorry for you if you don't spend time praying in the spirit. Because your life is not going to make sense. What you pray that you don't understand is more potent than what you say that you understand. What you pray that you don't understand. Because when I pray in the spirit, Paul says, my mind is unprofitable. But I'm speaking mysteries. To God, according to the will of the Father, by the help of the Holy Spirit. is more potent than what you speak that you understand. If, I mean, think about it. Are you flesh or are you spirit? Spirit. Your spirit, right? Spirit has a language. What is it? Tongues. The language of the spirit. How can a spirit being spend time, more time in the understanding of flesh than in the language of the spirit? This has just changed somebody's prayer life right now. Yeah, yeah. Just right now. What you pray in the spirit is more potent than whatever you say in your understanding. So in here, we're not, we're not cross river. What's the, what's the language? Ethic. Etung. There's a language called etung, right? Yeah. yeah etung. Etung. Uh-huh. Tung. <laughs> we're not Hausa, we're not Idoma, we're not Tiv. Oh, that wall is broken. We are all from the same place. We have the same language. It just happens that that language is not profitable for our mind. So we all speak a common language that we all can understand. One. If we were in France, it would be French. If we were in Spain, it would be Spanish. Portuguese, actually. Oh, no. If we are in Brazil, it would be Portuguese. If we were in Greece, it would be Greek. Since we were colonized by English people, it's English. If they are meeting now in Isuquato, all of them will be speaking Igbo. <laughs> if there was a non igbo person there, then there will have to be the necessity of an interpreter into that language. Am I making sense? So languages take a back seat. Because there's no room for discrimination in the culture of the kingdom. We all speak the same language. The same spiritual language. I mean, it goes back to Tuesday. Be of the same mind. Wow. 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 I, I, I long to see that church before I'm old and gray. I long to see that church. I long to, to be the steward of that church. What? Oh. <laughs> so if you have no idea what we just said. <laughs> oh, Nelson got it. <laughs> Nelson got it in a musical language that's why he's laughing the way he's laughing I long to to, to pastor that kind of church before Jesus returns where we are all all of the same mind man I was thinking about something yesterday afternoon I'm thinking why can't we have a church if you want to have a honeymoon good for you if you want to go to the sun because it's hotter honey, sun. be my guest if you want to go, choose a star, honey star. Good. If you want the honey in a cup, and it's honey cup, fine. But I was thinking, why can't we be a church where, when a couple marries and they want to go for honeymoon, the church pays for it. Like, like, like in, inside the house. If two of you marry inside the house, they are taking you out of the house. You are your own. There's no honey for you. Maybe. (laughs) Go wherever you want to (laughs) go. But I was was thinking about it yesterday. I'm like, it would be really cool. Have a church where we just say, okay, where are you going? Go to the Bahamas. How much is it? Two million. It's not expensive. How much is two million? How much is two million? One person is carrying it to a stupid prophet in this same city where he said there's no money. The same city. You know how it's, it's, it pains my heart how it's people that say they have faith that are afraid of doing big things. People that say they have faith. You're not afraid to do big things. You're afraid to trust God. Until you stretch yourself and commit yourself to the impossible, God is not de- bound to do it in your life. Until you commit yourself to the impossible, God is not duty de- bound to do it in your life. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. You're hoping for something. Faith proves to you you can have what you're hoping for. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. You're hoping, even against hope, Abraham hoped. Romans 4. Faith is the substance. Faith is the receipt that what you have bought on Conga is yours, even though it has not yet been delivered. That mm-hmm. was for free. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have it yet. Yes. But you have it. Do you have red shoes? Yes. Why? Here's the substance a receipt. Yeah. Oh, where is it? It's coming. Yeah. When is it coming? I don't know. They have not told me. But Conga, you can never tell. They will just show up. They're supposed to send you a text or call. They won't. we or just... Jimmy has even worse. (laughs) But you know that even when it delays, though it tarry, you're able to wait for it. Hope against hope because you have substance. And that substance is faith. Faith substantiates your hope. So you're hoping, you're trusting God for something major. And you have faith. And faith is the capacity that God can deliver what he said he would deliver. That's your receipt. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's your receipt. So we trust him. We trust him. But why can't we do that? We have the same mind. Be of the same mind towards one another. Do not set your mind on high things but associate with the humble. Do not be associated with the humble. doesn't mean you should look for humble people to hang with. Yeah. It means your disposition should be that of humility. Does that make sense? Yeah. Your own disposition should be humility at all times. That's the culture of the kingdom. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Nobody's opinion is final conclusion. Only the word is final conclusion. Yeah. So nobody knows it all. There's no monopoly on knowledge. 17. Very key statement. Repay no one evil for evil. Can we all read that together? One, two, go. Read out the different translations. Loretta, what does your say? Pay no one evil for evil. I had another thing. So I had a different. Never pay back evil. Never pay back evil for evil. Recompense to no, man. Recompense to no one evil for evil. ESV, same thing. NET. Do, Do not pay anyone evil for evil. So again, we see no justification to retaliate with evil to so someone who did us evil. And again, that's tough. That's tough. That's tough. But that's the culture of the kingdom. That is the honor code. Sometimes the next question that comes to mind, especially as Nigerian Christians, because the average Nigerian is a defensive human being, the economic terrain is harsh. The weather is harsh. Financial terrain is harsh. Academic terrain is harsh. The, everything about being a Nigerian is harsh. So the average Nigerian lives their life on the defensive. That's the truth. And we bring that into Christianity. We bring that into our work with God. We live on the defensive. The average Nigerian needs a reason, has more reasons to not give before you convince them to give. The average Nigerian has more reason to not answer you when you greet than to answer you. To so the average Nigerian, you are a suspect. You are you're guilty until proven innocent. As opposed to being innocent until proven guilty. The average Nigerian, you are walking up to them, they are like... You greet somebody, good morning. Uh-huh. I many you've encountered that before. Uh-huh. What do you want? What's good about the money? What can I do for you? You go into the bank and it's the same thing. It's like the person at the till is angry that it's their own money you came to take. You came to the bank to cash your own money. And the person in the counter is looking at you like, why? Repay no one of evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, Otherwise, they might have to move for you. As much as is possible. As much as depends on you. Live peace with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves. Do not avenge yourselves. But rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. And that mine is not you. Somebody has said that before that vengeance is mine, says the Lord. (laughs) Yeah, somebody has interpreted it like that. Yes, I (laughs) have. Vengeance is mine. The Lord said it too. The Lord said the vengeance belongs to me. (laughs) But he, vengeance is the Lord's. Let's end this. Therefore. On account of this, on account of all these things, yeah. from verse nine, if your enemy is hungry, feed him; if he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. That was quoted in Deuteronomy 20, 32, 35, I believe, or thereabout, or Proverbs twenty-five. 21 do not overcome do not be overcome by evil but overcome evil with good do not be overcome by evil but overcome evil with good Ephesians 5:21 honoring the saints I'll be there. Simple, straightforward verse. Submitting to one another in the fear of God. Can we all say that together? Submitting to one another. Fear of God. So there is no one that is bigger or better than the other. Do you understand what I just said? Do we agree that that's what the word of God says? There's no one that is bigger or better than the other. No one. Old, young, boy, girl. We are, God does not have grandchildren. God does not have grandchildren. He only has children. And all of us are children of God. Same substance, same access. Same grace. So when we understand this, and understand that this is what the cross paid for, we are able to walk in love. First John four seven to twenty, write that down. Philippians two two to five. When you go home, you study it. First John four seven to twenty. I mean, you all know First John four is the love chapter. It's the real love chapter. 1 John 4 is what gives expression to 1 Corinthians 13. 1 John 4, 7 to 20. Philippians 2, 2 to 5. When you go home, read these things, study them. If you have any thoughts, post them on the Word and Life group chat. Is that okay? If you're not sure about it, send it to me first, so I can see it, right? But if you have any thoughts about this, 1 John 4, as you go on and read this in the light of the honor code. Just post it on there. 1 John 4, 7 to 20, Philippians 2, 2, 2 to 5. And I'd love to go through this topically, but we don't have time. And I want to continue with the next part on Tuesday. So we honor the saints in love. 1 John 4, 7 to 20, Philippians 2, 2 to 5. We honor the saints or each other in humility. We just saw Ephesians five twenty one, right? Philippians 2, 5 to 8. 1 Peter 5, 5. Some read first Peter 55 5. In, in humility, Ephesians 5:21, that was the submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord, right? First Peter 5:5 5, 5 says, "Likewise you younger people, submit yourself to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another <laughs> and be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud. And gives grace to the humble. So we see humility from younger to elder. But we also see submission all one to another. And humility. We also honor each other, honor the saints in service. John 13, 1-17. Talks about the whole Jesus washing the feet of his disciples, right? We talked about that and Jesus telling them, As I've washed your feet, so also you wash ye one another's feet. John 13, 1-17. Whether it is literal, whether it is metaphorical or allegorical, it means the same thing. Submit to another, serve one another, minister to one another, uphold one another. John 13, 1-17, 1 Timothy five ten. I want to read that very quickly. 1 Timothy 5, 10. First Timothy five, ten, was talking about the, the, the widows um, who were going to be taken care of by the church. Do not let a widow, from verse 9, do not let a widow under 60 years old be taken into the number and not unless she has been the wife of one man, well reported for good works, verse 10, if she has brought up children, if she has lodged strangers, if she has washed the saints' feet if she has relieved the afflicted, and if she has diligently followed every good work. So we see that certain criterias for honor received was honor given. Does that make sense? Long and short of a story. Honor, criteria for honor received, in the case of the widows who were going to be looked after by the church, the criteria was that they had honored the saints in service. Do you understand? Do you understand? So if you came to us, for instance, and you had an issue, we look at your service record. Remember I said the honor code is reciprocal? If she has has a track record of of service, a track record of honor, she has a track record of humility, of ministry to the saints, saints can look after her. In other words, there were widows that did not fit this criteria. So, church did not adopt them. They were in church, but church did not adopt them because they did not practice this honor code. My God. Do you guys understand this? I really want to finish this. I want to go on to the next part, next, on Tuesday. Okay, so, in in service, in benevolence, or benevolence, as Americans will pronounce it. Benevolence, British, or benevolence, American, depending on your teacher. (laughs) <laughs> it just didn't teach you this yeah. right. This is a lot of scriptures. Romans 15 1 to 3. Benevolence. Ah man. Can we can we look at a couple of these before we go? Some of the scriptures, yeah. Romans 15 1 to 3. So just write them down and then somebody can open them. Galatians 6 1 to 2. Hebrews 6 9 to 12 Matthew 20 26 to 28 Romans 15 1 to 3 Galatians 6 1 to 2 Hebrews 6 9 to 12 Matthew 20 26 to 28 One more time Romans 15 1 to 3 Galatians 6 1 to 2 Hebrews 6 9 to 12 Matthew 20 26 to 28, and that cross references with Philippians 2, 5 to 8, which we saw above in humility. If you found any of those, very quickly, you have a loud voice that will not ask you to repeat yourself. Please read. Yeah? He was strong. Have an obligation to bear with the feelings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Lest each of, let each of us please his neighbor for his good. To build him up. For Christ did not please himself. But as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you reproach fell on him. Is that very clear enough to understand? Benevolence, a heart disposed to being there for people, to giving them preference over yourself. Any other person, Galatians 6, yeah, Victoria, yeah. Um. I think we should stop here. So I can take this up on Tuesday and break it down one after the other. I don't want to rush it. Is that okay? Is that alright? Yeah. I think we should stop here. Because these are deep things. This is what the, the, the faith is all about. Right? I can I can teach on Tuesday, all of Tuesday from Galatians 6, 1-2. As part of the honor code, as part of honoring the saints, you who are strong Bear with the feelings of the weak. So no Christian again has the right to trample down on another on account of their weakness. Some of you know already. Some of you know your own issues that you brought to this house. Amen. Some of you know your issues that we have loved you through. Because he loved us where we didn't even know we had issues. So we don't discriminate people on account of their weaknesses or feelings. We stand with you and we walk through it. We're not discriminating. We're not going to throw you out. At least not if you want to be thrown out. One, and two, at least not until you have gone to the point where you have refused to be corrected. Because we will kick you out and hand you over to the devil. That's what the Bible says. Yeah. But we're not discriminate against someone. Also, you 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 had you were sexually assaulted, so everybody looks at you funny. You're you HIV positive, and people look at you. Funny. We have all sorts. It's the kingdom. Or you if, you, if you if some of you knew the people among us who were dealing with that, you will not hug them again. That's the truth. You don't have that maturity. You will hug them again. You discriminate against them. And we have sought. God is working on them, yes. But we have sought. You won't sit on the same s- chair with them. And if in your mind now you're thinking, wow. Who am I sat next to? You are the real person this message is for. Are you listening to me? If you th- if it crossed your mind, you are the one that needs this because you need you to really have your mind renewed. Yeah. You really do. A lot of what we're struggling with as believers is nothing to do with the cross. All. The cross paid for it. It's us to prove. Romans 12. Be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. It doesn't stop there. But the reason for your mind being renewed is so that you can prove that which is the good, acceptable and perfect will of God. Only a renewed mind can grasp God's will. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove. The essence of renewing your mind is so that you can grasp God's will. That statement is not by itself. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove that which is his will. So if your mind is not renewed, you cannot prove, you cannot do business with, you cannot grasp, you cannot comprehend You cannot appreciate his will. So it all boils down to the renewing of the mind, which is interestingly where that Romans 12 started. Remember Romans 12? That's where it started. We just read about being a Christian, 1921. So we really need a, a rain check on our minds. We really do need to recalibrate how we think. If every time you think you come first, you have a problem. You don't have to feel like you're selfish. You are selfish. Because according to scripture, you come last. Hello? Yeah. You come last. But if I come last, knowing that as I came last for somebody, for Caleb, I came first, I'm fine. Okay. That's where the giving and receiving of love is, is important. If I think of Cory as being first and me last, and... Adam thinks of me as first and him last. But Caleb thinks of Adam as first and him last. And we have the same mind with one another. Nobody will have any issue. Yes. Nobody will have any issue. Nobody will have any issue. And so we have the same mind. At about 6.30, I began to wonder, where's Mayowa? Because unlike Mayowa, to not be here and not be here on time. At 6.30, I wondered, where's James and William? It's like them to be late or, or, or not be here and not say something. The same mind. And everybody's thinking that way. Nobody will ever feel alienated. And therefore, the, the devil cannot steal any one of us. Yes. Because who the devil will steal, he will first isolate. Yeah. Whoever the devil will steal, he will first isolate. And this is what the word of God is teaching us. This is, what, this is my, my desire for the church. If you come first in your scheme of things, you are selfish. If you put the things of... I I said here on Tuesday that every act of benevolence, every act of hospitality sets you up for the miraculous. Every act. Every act. And if you check your own lives, you will will realize that God has been doing things. Yes, uh, Yes. The word works. So we all agree that we're not finished with honoring the saints. Yeah, this concludes this message. Thank you for listening, and we hope it has been a blessing to you. For inquiries and further information, please send us an email to info at the or visit our social media platforms.